Welcome back. My name is Aaron Abke, and this is Mind Science, Episode 40. Today I'd like to look at one of the subtler insights of the awakening path that often causes confusion, and that is the whole notion of the seeker. Now, pursuing enlightenment often feels like a paradox, because all spiritual truth is ultimately paradoxical. But one of these paradoxes that we come to at a certain point in our awakening is realizing that part of our seeking is actually counterproductive in that we are often reinforcing the belief in the separate self. Playing the role of the seeker is not something that we're conscious of at the beginning. It's actually a representative of our subconscious belief in separation leaking out through our words and our language. I want to be free. I want to find freedom. I want enlightenment. I want to abide in my true nature. And of course, the intention behind these statements is great. But we are accidentally implying that I am a separate self that doesn't have freedom or enlightenment yet. So at the beginning of the awakening quest, this realization usually isn't useful to teach someone. A burning desire for liberation is the most important component for success, especially at the beginning. So I would never tell a new seeker to call off the search and stop seeking. Desire for liberation is what drives the awakening process to unfold. But after a certain amount of time of playing the seeker role and striving to be free, we start to intuitively say, wait a minute. Who is this self that's in all this bondage? I know that my true nature is already perfect and free right now. So where is this feeling that I'm not free yet really coming from? You guessed it, the separate self. And this is where we sort of just have to take a step back and give a little golf clap to the ego because it is extremely clever and intelligent. In many ways, it's the most powerful force that nature ever created because it pretends to be you so convincingly that it becomes a very challenging illusion to see through. The ego is like the most difficult game of chess you've ever played because it's always looking to outmaneuver you, which requires you to be on your game. So well played ego, but I'm on to your strategy now. I know that your strategy is to hide from awareness and keep me lost in thoughts as much as possible. So when we begin to awaken, one of the safest hiding places that the ego has is to disguise itself as the spiritual seeker. Oh, what a noble disguise. Who would ever question it? I want freedom. I want freedom so bad I'll do anything to have it. Why? Because I really am a separate self. The ego both creates itself and kills itself. There is no doer who creates the ego or kills the ego, which means there's no one to be guilty for what ego does or to be prideful for getting rid of the ego. The ego simply dies in its own time when you no longer have use for it. And so a burning desire for liberation is a great attitude to begin with. It's what brings everyone to the dance. But at a certain point, it outlives its usefulness and we must go beyond the seeker. We cannot stay stuck in the seeking role forever because it's only the ego that seeks, because only the ego thinks it's lacking something. 
So the ego is the one who first hears the message of enlightenment and thinks to itself, wow, that could make me really special. Wow, you're telling me I'll have no more pain and I'll just be in bliss all the time? Sign me up. Wow, enlightenment. I could become like a kind of guru or a saint that people will write about when I'm gone. And so for whatever reason, ego gets interested in enlightenment, thinking it's going to enhance itself. It actually unknowingly begins on a quest towards its own destruction. When we hear teachings on enlightenment, we are taught that we need to accept what is, surrender our attachments, and be here now. But these are really just concessions to our belief that we are a separate self. The belief in separation goes so deep in the human psyche that it often takes years or decades to fully peel back each layer of this belief in the subconscious mind. Yet one of these deeper layers is peeled back the moment we begin to recognize that we are actually creating a separate self who needs to do the surrendering, accepting, or being here now. The whole message of enlightenment is that there is no separate self, so who is going to do the job of awakening? In truth, awakening is simply happening, and you, awareness, are watching the process unfold. So the most helpful thing we can ever do for our awakening is to get out of its way, to stop inserting a separate self who is doing the awakening. So when we tell ourselves things like, I need to let this go, I need to surrender to what is, I need to kill my ego, these are just more thoughts the separate self thinks. There is no self in here that's doing any of it. There's no doer who is choosing thoughts or feelings, which means that there's no self that can let those things go either. Huang Po once said, You cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Because to seek for the Buddha is a denial of your own Buddhahood. You do not travel to a place you're already in, and you do not become something you already are. You can only see what is true, that thoughts and feelings are not who I am. And the more convinced we become that Buddhahood is our inherent nature, the more it begins to shine forth naturally. So the only difference right now between you and an enlightened sage is that the sage is simply much more convinced of the truth than you are. You merely know the truth, but the sage believes the truth. And whether you believe it or not, it's actually that simple. We often pursue freedom by consuming books and lectures and collecting knowledge, and yet we still cling to our old stories and identities because we believe them to be real. And so you can't have freedom and hold on to illusions at the same time. Because if freedom is anything, it is merely the freedom from the unreal. So instead I say, stop seeking for freedom and seek to know truth instead. Freedom is not a thing that exists by itself. It is simply the effect of knowing and believing the truth. Personal doership is the way the ego constantly perpetuates itself. So instead of saying, I need to accept this, 
just contemplate the fact that there's no other option. <laughs> what is cannot be argued with. It is fact. It is reality. There's no escaping it. And so when you are totally convinced of this, acceptance happens automatically. But when you say, I need to accept this, then you're putting pressure on yourself to do something and creating another self who's going to do acceptance. But there's no such thing as reality and then the one who accepts that reality. It's just an illusion, a trick the ego plays on you to deceive you into creating another separate self. Rather, acceptance happens when reality is seen clearly. There's no one here to do anything. There's just reality, and I am that. Be here now is another sneaky one, because of course it's a great pointer in the right direction, but if we start to take it too literally, then we'll begin to introduce a separate self that is somewhere else than here now. Darn it, self, would you quit running off to other here's and now's? I need you to be here now. Damn it, which pocket did I leave that pesky self in? I need you to be here now, you pesky self. Obviously, that's ridiculous. You can't be and have never been anywhere but here and now, because this moment is all that there is. You only struggle to be here now because you think that the past is real. So instead I say, just strive to know for absolute certain that this moment is all that there is. Become convinced of the truth and be finished with it. That is the attitude of liberation. Our problem is not that we don't know enough. In fact, quite the contrary. Most of us know way too much for our own good and have fattened up our spiritual ego with so many concepts it doesn't even know what to do with them anymore. The problem is we don't believe what we know. Sure, we all give lip service to things like, there's no separate self, time is an illusion, there's only this moment, I'm already free, blah blah blah, but it doesn't matter if we just know it, it matters whether or not we believe it. For example, if somebody tried to tell you that 1 plus 1 equals 5, would it bother you? Would it cause you to suffer? Would it cause you to question if 1 plus 1 equals 2 or not? No, you would sort of just laugh and say, sorry you believe that, sucks to suck. <laughs> Even if this person followed you all day saying 1 plus 1 equals 5, you must believe it. You're completely convinced that 1 plus 1 equals 2. So no part of you is open for debating over this anymore. It is settled in you. So the question is, can I become as convicted of the truth as I am that 1 plus 1 equals 2? Another way that we accidentally create the separate self is through the habit of defining ourselves based on appearances. Now, we may know that there's no thinker or feeler who's responsible for thoughts and feelings, but nevertheless, the moment a negative thought or feeling appears, we feel guilty. Oh, look how unenlightened I am. If I was enlightened, then this thought wouldn't be here. Really? If who was enlightened, 
See? Enlightenment is the static, unchanging fact of who you are. It doesn't change based on what appears any more than the ocean changes based on the waves happening on the surface. You simply haven't seen clearly enough yet that your true nature is enlightenment, that you are the Buddha. And when you are totally convinced that my real self is already perfect and free right now, then whatever thoughts or feelings are appearing are seen simply as that, momentary appearances that do not define me. Most people go through their whole lives inside of a hurricane of painful thoughts and emotions because they keep on fueling them with the belief that these thoughts and feelings mean something about me, that it's my fault that I shouldn't have or I can change them. And of course, you can't because you are not choosing or creating any thoughts or feelings. You can only see them for what they really are, momentary appearances based on personal conditioning. They are not what or who I am in any way. And so it is the seeing the false as false that causes it to drop away from your experience because illusions are sustained solely by your own ignorance of the truth. So you can see that trying to do anything is just creating a separate self. So don't try to be free, just find out what is true. Are you what appears in your mind? Or are you awareness? Find out for yourself and become convinced. The truth is actually extraordinarily simple, childlike, and innate. But it's so simple that the mind is incapable of accepting it. It's almost seen as an insult to the ego, who's been on this grand quest to attain enlightenment, and then hears the message that you're already free and always have been. Ego, the grand achiever of enlightenment, upon his noble quest, feels threatened by this simple message and won't accept it. But of course, that is the case. And the sooner you see that it is, the sooner you'll be able to enjoy your inherent freedom. So as we awaken, we are only attempting to become thoroughly convinced of the truth and thoroughly unconvinced of the ego's belief system. So this is why self-investigation is one of the most important practices to develop. And you can do this anywhere at any time. Just take a moment and look around you and ask yourself the question, is awareness limited by anything I'm observing? Is awareness changed or affected at all by anything I'm observing? Really look. You can do this with your thoughts as well. Am I choosing these thoughts? Am I creating them? Am I deciding to think these things? Or are they just appearing out of nowhere? Look within yourself over and over again and find out. Confirm and be done with it. Because once I know that I, awareness, am unchanging, unlimited, and unaffected by anything that I observe, then why would I need to seek for more freedom than that? You only seek freedom because you don't believe you are free here and now.
So we only need to saturate our awareness with the truth daily, moment by moment, and the truth will do the rest. Genuine curiosity is the magnet that draws realization to you. Because if your heart burns to know the truth, then your self-inquiry practice will be explosively powerful. The truth reveals itself in direct proportion to the desire that there is present to know the truth. That is the demonstration of your free will. I want to know what is true more than I want to be right or to be comfortable. I want to know truth above all else. This is the grace that encounters us and brings us to awakening. There is no separate self who created the desire for liberation. It simply happened to you because it was your time. It was your karmic destiny in this life. So if you can begin to see that this process we call awakening is simply happening and there's nobody doing it or pushing it along in any way, just the seeing of that will actually increase it. We slow down the awakening process when we think we have to do it with lots of spiritual practicing and effort and telling ourselves to be here now and defining ourselves by what we experience. We just keep reintroducing a separate self to the process of dissolving a separate self. But when we are convinced that truth is true, then awakening becomes extraordinarily simple. I am a flower blooming. I am the sun rising like the dawn. I am awakening itself. And with this understanding, you no longer need to seek to become free or enlightened because those are just ideas. Only seek to know what is true and believe it thoroughly and completely and be finished. Because when you know the truth, the truth will set you free.